You're listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 20. Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. Hello, I'm Sharon Joy. Welcome back to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. This is episode 20 and it's a bit of a raw one this week because I'm going to talk to you a little bit about a personal journey of mine, about how I've continued to follow my calling despite the internal and external critics. As someone who worked as a deputy principal in a primary school before I made a complete life flip, It's certainly been considered by some people moving into the soul-led coaching industry as quite a fall from grace after being a deputy principal. And I wanted to make this podcast episode for anybody who is perhaps going through a life change or maybe they have a side business that they've been operating in the closet and they feel like it's time to step out and step into their full power. Because I have to say, as a reforming people pleaser uh, and someone who I'm going to say had some peer rejection trauma that I've carried from probably about grade three, um, it does make it hard for me to really process when I'm not accepted. And I've had to really dig deep to learn how to do that. And I'm not going to suggest that I'm the master of it. I'm certainly not. However, there's some things that I can suggest that will help you on your journey because I've really had to learn how to put my armor on to do the things, to do the things like showing up online, to put myself out there in a way that serves my business despite the sometimes blatant and sometimes more covert criticism that I've received from peers um, and also, you know, I guess, also my own criticism of myself. So hopefully this is going to support you if you are feeling that way. A little bit of an observation here. So one of the things that I have observed is female colleague coaches who mostly work in a masculine coaching construct. So quite differently to those of us who work in the sole business industry. I've seen them very much praised within business groups. And for those who know me or perhaps you don't know me, um, I I walk in the messy middle. I talk about the messy middle all the time. I come from strategy and an alchemy background. So I like to have both. I like both in my world. I love that balance. I love the masculine and the feminine. And I very much see that a big part of my role as a business coach is to ensure that what I teach and, you know, the way that I offer consultation to my clients is steeped in best practice. It's a value of mine that I can offer that. And so that often means that I have to dance in spaces um, where dancing is not permitted. Um, it's sit down and shut up and, and you know, be a good business woman. Um, and so I've, I've really, you know, had these observations of when I've been in those spaces, I see 
female coaches in those spaces who, um, you know, who work more in this masculine construct, really being praised and recommended and how wonderful they are and, you know, their business is seen as far more legit than mine is. And I've had to really come to grips with that because I know that I have been completely overlooked, ignored, bypassed um, when it comes to opportunities of things that I could have contributed to, Um, you know, and I've even had associates really working the room to ensure that those opportunities went to other people and not me. And I, I, you know, I've become aware of that. You know, it's it's one of those things that when you are someone who works in soul-led business, often, you know, it is harder because the nature of our work is so often not understood by so many people and yet those of us who are in it know the value of our work. We know how what we do changes lives. We know the impact. We know the transformations. We see that in our clients, but the rest of the world can't necessarily see that. And sometimes they also can't understand that. You know, I work with a lot of healers, um, you know, all different types of coaches and also even consultants who come from more of that soul business industry. So maybe they're parenting coaches or mentors, maybe, you know, they're doulas, maybe they're, you know, circle facilitators or, you know, people who are working with people with trauma in a non-conventional way. And when it's different, if it steps outside of, say, conventional psychology or conventional social work or whatever it may be, then we start to find ourselves in this place that I call the messy middle. And it's where those people who come from those worlds like myself really do start to question, you know, am I doing the right thing is, you know, often we're looking for permission. Who's that? Who are the people looking for permission? Because that was me for a long time. And, you know, that that was a result of, of being indoctrinated into the education system, you know, from being a student to going straight to university and then being a targeted graduate and going straight into school as a teacher um, when, you know, I have students now who are really not that much younger than I am um, because I was out there teaching at such a young age and, you know, within four years I I was promoted to assistant principal and, and I was leading teams. But making that move away from that system had me seeking permission and realizing that the only person that's going to come with that permission is me. I had to find that permission within myself. But then that was really hard because sometimes when I was still in that permission seeking phase, the permission wasn't really coming from the people that I was turning to. Um, In fact, it was more like Oh, you, you know, quite strange um, reactions. You know, I've had um, friends who, you know, are, are in this business world make comments publicly to belittle and, and patronize me about my qualifications. Um, you know, particularly in regards to NLP, I've had references made that, you know, oh, remember when everyone did NLP? Um, you know, like I was so behind the eight ball and, and you know, and this was in a public forum, coming to terms with that sort of, um, those sorts of comments 
has, you know, I've really had to learn how to strap on my armor and, you know, just about, you know, flick the invisible bird um, to to really just, you know, protect myself from that kind of um, just that kind of attitude. But, you know, it, it is it's definitely um, implied that, you know, I spend a lot of time kind of fluffing around and, you know, isn't that lovely Sharon's having a go and there's been a lot of that over quite a long time, um, but I have come to, you know, to really work with that. And I've alluded to this, but, you know, also overcoming the, that internal turmoil that, you know, this, wo- this work isn't always accepted, um, but knowing, knowing in the depths of my soul that this is my calling, this is where I'm supposed to be, this is where all of the signs were leading for a very, very long time and that I am in alignment with what I truly want. I am in alignment with my highest values and I am also bringing, you know, so many skills and um, and aptitudes that I've had from my past. So really working on my mindset around that and having to put the blinkers on and just go all in with backing myself has been so, so necessary. So I want to leave you with just some practical things that, you know, if you are someone who is feeling conflicted or making the leap into what it is that you want, it's very likely that very few people will back you. Um, But I don't want that to stop you because you know, it's not a sign that you won't succeed or that this isn't for you at all. Um, it, it's it's about you backing you and and making the right choices for you despite the critics, but also despite the inner critic that might be there. If you keep coming back to this dream that, yes, there's something telling me I can do this and I need to do this and that voice keeps coming, please listen to it. Please don't ignore it because it's there for a reason. And, you know, we can do things together to move some of that stuff, um, to have you build the confidence and the belief that this is right for you. So, so here's some pointers that I want to leave you with today that are hopefully going to help you. If you're feeling conflicted about really going all in and, you know, or perhaps you've, you've got internal or external, um, you know, critics that are, you know, making comment from the bleachers, then this is hopefully going to help you. So the first one is you've got to back yourself. You've got to be willing to invest in your development and in your business. So, you know, it's one thing to develop yourself, but it's another thing to invest in your business in other ways. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to drop $20,000 on a website to launch a business. I would not recommend that. But, you know, definitely investing with some of the key things and just having the faith in your own ability that, yeah, actually, I'm going to get this back. I can do this. This is an important step for me. Be savvy. And, you know, there will be mistakes when when you're backing yourself. You can be savvy, but I just want you to know that there, there will be mistakes. But what I've noticed over time is, you know, changing those you know, said mistakes into a a reframe to, to interpret them as a positive, that will really accelerate you 
towards your dream because you won't see it as a failure. You'll see it as a lesson and an opportunity to fail forward. So um, definitely be savvy, be savvy. You know, we, we get to be savvy as soul led business women. So do that. Definitely do that. But just understand is that there will be mistakes and, you know, I'm sure that you've heard this example before, but Thomas Edison, how many times did he, you know, design the light over and over and over and over? He made squillions of mistakes, but he kept on going. And this is very much the same. You will, you know, you will find that there'll be things that you feel like you wasted money. Be careful around your language around that. You know, um, I invested, but that investment didn't have a return on investment that time. But, you know, just believe that you're meant to be there for some particular reason or another. There's no such thing as a, you know, a wasted investment. There's always a lesson and a reason that you end up in in places and spaces. Um, but if you're savvy and, you know, you get to understand and sift through what's right, ask the right questions, find out what's right for you, then, you know, hopefully that's going to prevent you from having money spent where you're not getting that return on investment. So that was the first one, back yourself. The next one is get help with overcoming mindset blocks, your own mindset blocks. Um, You know, techniques such as NLP, which obviously is something that I use so much in coaching. Um, I really feel like NLP gets such a bad rap. Um, But I also feel that that's largely because a lot of NLP qualifications literally come out of a cornflakes packet. Um, That's not the case with me. I did a lot of research before. um, before I I got qualified. Um, But it is such an incredible modality. And yes, it can be used in a way that is not ethical, which I'm so not down with. But here's the thing. Language is an incredibly powerful tool. You know, I'm halfway through listening to the book Cultish. And if you haven't heard it, go and have a listen. But, you know, we know that we know that language can is just so powerful, you know, in some ways, you know, it can be used to manipulate and, you know, make people do horrible things, um, such as in, you know, a cult. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, we can use language to heal. We can use language to reshape, reframe, um, to create new neural pathways and help us to think differently, have new you know, neurological constructs that we haven't had before. And we can do that through language. So, you know, it is such an incredibly powerful tool and useful modality when it's used well and when it's used by someone who is properly qualified. Um, It's just such a great tool. So I definitely recommend NLP. Um, But some of the other great modalities that I've used, definitely um, EFT, so tapping, um, emotional freedom technique, a wonderful tool, um, energy healing, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, even um, just meditation can really, really help you like guided visualization, guided meditation, just whatever it takes to help you overcome the mindset block so you can really believe that this is possible for you is going to help. It's never going to completely eradicate all self-doubt. Like, let's just be honest. We all have elements of self-doubt. I'm pretty sure that the Dalai Lama has moments of, of wobbliness, but you will have a better process for working through 
when those thoughts come up. And that's the important thing is when you understand the process for recognizing those unhelpful thoughts and then managing them, then you're more likely to be able to do that. And then that becomes the program that you run instead of it becoming, oh, this isn't for me. I can't do this. And then, you know, back out. And then feel unfulfilled because that's how we feel when we don't follow through on what our deepest desires are. So please get help with overcoming those mindset blocks if you have them. The third thing is to find an aligned community that you can join. You know, there is something so powerful when you have a group of women all on the same path and ideally at similar points on their journey. You know, there's loads of people on the internet that you can follow, connect with, who are ahead of you on the path to, you know, to inspire you. But when it comes to working in, you know, group coaching containers, Find people who are your people. Find people who are in your niche, who are in similar positions on their business journey as you. You know, one of the things I found of being in memberships is when I've been in memberships where there's people from lots of different backgrounds, it gives you some great connections. However, often when people, you know, particularly there's some memberships where you've got product-based businesses and, you know, service-based businesses all in the one container. Now, that's not to say that what's being taught, everybody can't learn. That That's likely how they all ended up in there. But I'm going to suggest that if you're fairly new in business or you're working towards those five to $10,000 months, get in groups where there's people who are just having similar offers, similar types of services to what you are offering. And then, and they're also on similar paths because when those people are being coached, you're going to be the fly on the wall and you're going to have your blinkers taken off and see a whole lot more in your periphery that you didn't see before. And that is in absolutely incredibly wonderful value for you in your business. So I highly recommend finding those aligned communities um, where you can be on that same journey. You can have that wonderful, um, you know, camaraderie, sisterhood, whatever you want to call it is just invaluable. And I know that, you know, even now myself, I am in containers with people just purely for for that sisterhood, that support, that camaraderie, um, and and you will build and grow your network of I want to say colleagues because that's how it feels to me. Those women to me are like my colleagues. I bounce ideas off them. You know, we get in each other's messenger, we cheer each other on, and um, and you know, having them replaces and fills the void that I feel for, you know, not having other people who I would have otherwise perhaps anticipated that might be a support. So that brings me to number four. Number four is to let others off the hook. Now, I'm sorry if that stings a little bit, (laughs) just a little bit, but I want to be completely honest with you here. Let others off the hook. Your family and your friends don't have to cheer you on. They don't have to be excited about your business. They don't even have to agree with your new path. They have to respect you, but 
you know, they might not be any of those things, but I don't want you to make that about you. It's not about you. It's about where they're at on their journey. Just let them off the hook, love them for where they're at and just, you know, just hold them in, in where they're at on their journey. Have no expectations, receive no disappointment is my mantra there. And, you know, I slip up with this one. I still forget and sometimes, you know, I hold people to expectations thinking that people are going to do something or be something or say something and then that doesn't happen and I'm the one who is disappointed. So wherever you can, just, you know, I always do the little visualization of the frozen heart that is melted and opens up wide and, you know, when I do that, if I hold those people in my heart um, and and visualize just letting them off the hook, it definitely helps and supports me and reminds me that this is my journey. This is my path and I don't need permission or cheering on or anything like that from the people who, you know, perhaps might have otherwise in other contexts. So let them off the hook. Um, You know, it is so often if you're new in business, I just want you to know that if you talk to most entrepreneurs, the truth is most commonly those who are closest to us have the most fear for us and really want to protect us. And therefore, they're the people who don't cheer us on and support us the way that we perhaps expect that they would. So, um, you know, come back to that, no expectations, no disappointment, you know, they might be grieving the change. They might not be accepting of the change that is within you. If you are on a spiritual awakening, you know, if you are becoming, um, you know, a changing person, then they, they might be experiencing grief as a result of that. Um, they might not like the change. It might change things in their world. Um, you know, there's no denying that with levels of personal development, whilst it is, you know, wonderfully and wonderful and magnificent, it can also change relationships. You know, it's broken down marriages, families, you know, um, parents, parental relationships, sibling relationships, um, a whole range of different things. So, you know, when we can go on our journey and not have expectations that other people must come with us, then that's going to have us winning as we go. And, you know, just, just loving people, you know, where they are, even, you know, even the friend that that sits there publicly and says, oh, remember when everyone was doing NLP? You know, love them for where they're at on their journey. Um, You know, it's not always made from a place of – not always made from the place that we think that it is. So love them and, you know, we don't have to allow that to necessarily penetrate the way we feel about ourselves. Um, I think it's so important to, to, you know, sometimes wear that armor, you know, strap on the invisibility cloak when you are in circles where perhaps you feel vulnerable. I know for me, it's certainly in more traditional business circles. Like I said, at the start, I have to wear my armor and it feels a little bit like I go into battle sometimes, but it's really a way of protecting myself. It's protecting myself from those comments. Um, and for pe- from people who just simply don't understand the nature of my business, 
business or perhaps see it as, you know, a lesser to, you know, the impact that they, they're they having on the world or their business or whatever their story is. So I hope that's been helpful. Um, you know, please do let me know, reach out. Um, if you'd like some support with NLP, I can definitely provide that during my transform one-to-one coaching sessions. It's just a one-off session followed by one week of messenger support. Um, and if you're looking for an aligned community of incredible business women who obviously are on a soul-led business journey, um, then Solid is the place for you. Solid is my membership. Solid business for soul-led women, um, welcoming in coaches, healers, and soul-led consultants. Um, I'd love to see you in there. Thanks for listening. Have a fabulous week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy. Jump on over to find me on the web at SharonJoyCoaching.com. This episode has been proudly brought to you by my Solid membership, Solid Business for Solid Women. Join before 9pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on Thursday the 7th of April to receive complimentary quarterly one-to-one sessions with me for the duration of your membership. Visit www.sharonjoycoaching.com to find out more.